0: Welcome to the. (laughs) No, 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 I can't do that. Let's try another one. Uh, How about this? (laughs) No, no, that won't work either. Let's try this. I can get on board with that. Let's roll with it. Welcome to the Begin the Begin podcast. My name is Jeff Hillemeyer, and I'm on a mission to find out what makes people tick. Not just anyone, people who are making a profound impact on the world. I wanna dig into their origin story and get to the root of why and how they do what they do. I hope you are as inspired coming out of these conversations as I am. Let's get into it. Caitlin Lutz is going to do big things in this world. She's one of the youngest CEOs I know, founding and leading two companies, one, a for-profit called New Crew, and the second is a non-profit called Spark Women. I'm sure I'll have her back on the podcast one day to talk about those businesses, but today's episode is focused on something else that Caitlin is an expert at, social media. She breaks down the five things that she believes, if focused on, will help anyone supercharge their social media game. And since I needed this advice personally, I thought I'd record it, share it with all of you. Let's get into it. All right, this is a very special episode of the podcast because I get to have um, one of the uh, entrepreneurs that is part of the Ripples of Hope program, and she has impressed me from the moment we met. Um, I wish I had her uh, moxie and... (laughs) moxie and hair and intelligence when I was her age, starting my companies. So Caitlin Lutz, tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be here. I can't believe that Jeff asked me to be on his podcast, (laughs) best day of my life. Uh, So my name is Caitlin, and I run two organizations. One is a a for-profit company called New Crew, where we're building a completely virtual online trade school, for skilled trades to equip more people for the construction industry. And the second is a nonprofit called Spark Women, where we're working to equip more women for skilled trades in the construction industry.
0: Awesome. Yeah. You didn't have enough to do. You started two companies.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. I just, I'm, you know, I don't like my free time to be free. You just <laughs> need time, filled it time. Took,
0: it took me about, 15 years to make that mistake into my entrepreneurial journey. So you, you beat me to that for sure. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good for me. So
0: <laughs> one day we may, and and everyone should check both of those businesses out. I'll put the uh, links in the show notes. Um, but today we're not talking about that today. Actually, I wanted to learn from you um, about social and about sharing a message and spreading the word. We've had conversations around this and, and, um, you obviously study the space, you grew up in the space. And even though my last company was essentially a social media agency, um, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> so um, as we talked about, I was like, Caitlin, I'd love for you to give me some advice. And then I thought, you know what, let's record it. Let's, let's see if anyone else could, could be interested in this advice. So I think you have four main sort of focus points for, for the talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's four kind of things. Then when I was, I was initially for Jeff going to put together a, you know, a document around, you know, this is kind of what I think about is, you know, when it comes to social and this is what's really important. Um, my previous role in life was at uh, a really wonderful marketing software company called Terminus. And I was on the marketing team there and ran their community and um, learned a lot about social media and gave me kind of a, um, just, I don't know, made me kind of a marketing and social media geek. And so I, I was telling Jeff earlier, I'm coming at this from a very humble perspective. <laughs> if you check out new Crew social media or spark women's social media, honestly, they're pretty barren. So, <laughs> uh, but I am a total geek about social media and, um, I just, I think that it can be really impactful. So there's four main things that I think about when it comes to social. Um, and the first is figuring out where your audience lives. So asking yourself, where does my audience live? Um, because for me, you know, my, my audience are, are mainly construction CEOs and they're really not on Twitter and they're not on LinkedIn, um, but they are on these, you know, old school construction forums and so i have to target them there um and also reddit if you're targeting you know tech ceos then your place might be twitter so you have to really think about where my audience lives and then go to those places cuz if i was trying to attract you know uh construction company ceos who are 50 to 60 year old and i went on twitter and i spent a bunch of you know <laughs> money trying to, and time trying to figure out how to do that you know it wouldn't really it wouldn't really go anywhere um,
0: let me, let me stop you there for a sec. What? How do you then, um, how do you juxtapose that with maybe what someone is comfortable or better at from a social content perspective? So, you know, again, let's say I'm the master of the, you know, um, the tweet, the short, quick, but yet my audience is somewhere else versus like, I'm great at writing long flowing blogs. How do you sort of put those two things together? Because usually people are good at A component of the social not not necessarily all of it
1: yeah I mean I think that you need if you if you find that something works you know I think I think social is all about experimentation and you know trying a bunch of different things and then if you are finding that something really sticks whether it's you know these Twitter threads or these long-form blog posts and your medium is starting to get some traction then double down in that area But until you, you know, until if you're if you're an expert in an area and you don't have an audience, then it's not really going to be helpful to you. And the whole goal for socialists to, you know, be ideally helpful to you and to your company or to your audience building, whatever it is. So, um, so I I would say just you know you have to experiment before you become an expert at something. And then if you find that something is picking up some traction, that's Mm -hmm. when you double down and become an expert in that thing.
0: And, um, what, is there a favorite tool you have to measure the results of what you're doing?
1: Honestly, no, I, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm, 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 I'm bad at the whole data tracking. I'm bad at it. Uh, I will say that with complete honesty. Um, you know, I think, I think that you, I mean, with, with social media, you can, You can track things based on your followers, but also seeing, you know, where I don't have an exact, I don't have a tool for this. Like people use, you know, lots of different tools, but seeing where your audience is coming from and how they're converting to, you know, become customers or if they're signing up to your email list and there's lots of different tools that you can use to do that, but I don't have a specific one that I, that I use.
0: Gotcha. Yep. No. No worries. Okay. So the so the first thing then is to know where your audience is and and sort of bring value to that platform. Yep. What's What's the next thing?
1: Oh, uh, well, bringing value to that platform is <laughs> the next point. So you have to create value. Uh, there's a lot of I'm not calling out any names here, but there's you know especially company social media. I you know. I, it, it feels, and I, I, I ran some company social media and, um, it's hard to figure out how to create value when it just, is hard to figure out how to create value for people sometimes. So you have to put yourself in that mindset that I have to create value. I'm not putting out anything that's not creating value. Um, because it's easier. The reason why I guess it's hard is because it it's, it's so much easier to just lazily like throw something up on twitter and post it and say like check mark i'd post it on twitter for you know my company today or i posted on you know i had a goal to to post something today so i just posted something um, but this actually the a guy that i follow on twitter his name is daniel vasallo He tweeted uh, earlier today, building, build an audience by evoking FOMO, fear of missing out. If they don't follow you, they might miss a valuable lesson, a big opportunity or some life changing inspiration, build FOMO and they will come. And, um, you know, it's hard to think from that perspective if you're running a company social media, but especially if you're, you know, just for your own personal social media, that's um, you know, you have to give people a reason to follow you a purpose to follow you Ask yourself would I follow me what I follow my company social media The answer pretty often is probably not, you know, because they don't have a purpose to follow you
0: mm-hmm. I think that's I had not heard that before but as I think about the people I don't know that I follow brands as much. Um, although ben and jerry's is the brand that I follow everything they do but uh it is. It's like, oh, I don't want to miss that email they send each week or that uh, post they do on LinkedIn. So yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so, so I guess you would say though, in terms of creating value, it's it's less about the cadence and how often, although you need some sort and some certain regularity there. Mm-hmm. It's more about that actual content. Is it something that's going to be valuable to them? So, if, like to your point, if if it's friday and you were supposed to tweet and you just can't get there it's better not to just push something is that right i uh,
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that you know i think it depends on it depends on the person i would say that putting a lot of content out there more pieces of content out there is better than holding things back and waiting till it's perfect you know you might not be able to figure out exactly what's valuable to your audience until you you know, tweet a hundred times or you, you, know, you make a hundred clips of something or you record a hundred podcasts, you know, creating content is hugely important because nothing you, until you, until you are able to gauge an audience's reaction, you know, you don't know if that thing is valuable, you know, sometimes. So I, I would say that, you know, think about, what is, what will be valuable to your audience, but don't overthink it so much that you aren't just, you're just not going to post something.
0: Got it. And, and it's so interesting. And I would say we, we should consider email marketing in this lump of content that you're creating and putting out. And an interesting example of what I just experienced, which lays right against what you just said is that um, I probably on like, I don't know, the 25th week of sending out a weekly email newsletter, And, um, the last couple that I posted have been off the charts in terms of opens and engagement, and I've gotten more feedback from people and those were sharing much more personal things, less leadershipy, you know, sort of motivational, but more personal. And so now as I think about upcoming, I think, all right, well, are there things that I can share that are more like that? And, um, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't done 25 newsletters before this. It took me until then to get there. So I, I, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you just have to keep getting it out and then you'll start to find your rhythm and feel what people are, uh, gravitating towards.
1: Yeah. And people follow people. Um, that's not one of the, the points that I wrote down, but that's definitely something that, you know, a lot of people, you know, that I really respect talk about in regards to social media. Like, I mean, people follow, people follow people. They don't follow, Right. Unless you're, unless you have the clout of a, a Coca-Cola or a Ben and Jerry's or, you know, then, then, then maybe people will follow you just because you're a big brand. But the, the people that have traction in the brands that are really getting traction are, are acting like human beings are behind it, you know, and, uh, and human, only human beings can really be, can create value.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's so spot on. Okay. So find your audience, create value. What's third?
1: So keeping your audience on the platforms, on the platforms that you're posting on. So if you, you know, are really engaging a community or you want to engage your, um, or you're posting on Twitter, you don't want to send the, your audience on Twitter to your audience on Reddit or your audience on Facebook or your audience on LinkedIn. You want, because what creates viral growth and a viral kind of um, a tweet or post or whatever? It, it's all on that platform. It all starts by going viral on that platform. Um, so for example, on Twitter, uh, threads are really popular, like those, those can kind of go viral. Uh, you don't have to link to a long form blog post, but you can break it down in a way that is digestible on that platform. For Reddit, you might wanna look at more you know, long ter- uh, form posts. And then with Instagram, you know, you're looking at short videos. So you wanna tailor your content to whatever the platform is and keep people on that platform.
0: I love that. Um, And I've made that mistake. I, I think that's really smart. So when you think when people are thinking about that and they, you know, they have, they find that their customers are on three or four different platforms, but they only have maybe the bandwidth to focus on one or two. Is that what you would say to them is like, get really good at one, get really good at a couple or you know, do a general job on all four, would you, would you tell them to focus more or be everywhere their, their customer is?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think it depends. I think you should focus on what you can do well, because I mean, so much of the time, you know, I think where companies really struggle with social media is they're trying to be everywhere all the same time and it all looks the same. And when you don't have bandwidth, that's what you resort to because you, you know, you have, uh, a marketing person who you're like, Oh, go run social media. And, you know, that person is, you know, has limited time. And maybe they're not specifically allocated you know, maybe that's not a huge part of their job, or the company doesn't see a huge doesn't see a huge return on investment from doing that. And so they're not going to spend that much time, you know, writing a bunch of content and tailoring a bunch of content and social, they'll create one thing, Post it everywhere, and it won't provide value to anyone. So if you, you know, if you have, if you don't have a lot of bandwidth, focus on one area. You know, if you're, if you, um, like, I know that you post a lot on on Medium, and uh, we were initially having this conversation around Twitter. Um, but if you don't have the band, I, I think there's a huge, you know, opportunity for for you to post on Twitter more. But you know, if you don't have the bandwidth for it, and you're seeing all these exciting things happen with people opening your blog and on medium, then hone in on medium and make medium, you know, the best it can possibly be. And then, you know, eventually when you have time and space, then you can spread out to other platforms. But I think a big mistake is, is, is doing the same thing on everything because you don't have bandwidth.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. Um, Small, small tactical question before we move on to the big number four, do you consider YouTube to be a platform or more of a, you know, video repository site, if you will, like, would you point people from LinkedIn to YouTube or, you know, is that break your rule about keeping people on the platform? Does YouTube, is it the same thing as a platform?
1: Uh, I would, I would definitely say that it is, you know, a social platform, but I would, if you're trying to create an audience on LinkedIn, then, you know, there's, there, there's lots of ways to engage an audience on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn. And you know you can do that through videos, and you can do that through you know getting live access on LinkedIn and all these things. But if you're linking people to another channel, then th- then they're leaving the channel that you want them to follow you on. So I think that YouTube is its own channel. Actually, an example of this um, is Andrew Schulz, I think is his name. He's a comedian from New York, and he uh, you know he's a genius. Um, a little raunchy, but, uh, he's been trying to get a comedy special on Netflix for forever and a day. Um, and then Netflix and all these people, comedy central kept saying, no, 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 no. Um, and a comedy special is typically about an hour long, you know, nicely recorded special. Um, so everyone said no. And what he decided to do was, uh, do what everybody else wasn't doing. And he went to YouTube. And he interviewed a bunch of people who listened to comedy specials and said, Hey, do you listen to the whole thing? And they said, no, we only really listen to the first 15 minutes cause it's kind of long. And so he started putting out 15 minute comedy specials on YouTube completely by himself independently. And these started really to go viral. Um, and he has built this independent brand for himself without Netflix's help, without comedy central's help, because he tailored the content to the platform in a way that was valuable to the audience. And now he's starting to do it with Instagram. So on Instagram, he'll get your attention by, you know, at first you're holding your phone vertically and then he'll get your attention by saying, all right, now turn your phone. And it's completely custom to Instagram. And so you know, just focusing in on, you know, how how you're tailoring your content to your audience, specifically to whatever platform you're trying to capture your audience on.
0: That's awesome. That is super, super good advice. Okay. What's the big final number four point for, for everybody?
1: <laughs> so number four is delighting your individual customers and followers through personalization. Um, so, you know, like we were saying before, Human beings follow human beings, so be a human being, and you know, company. Whether you're a company or you're, and you're trying to grow, you know, your audience, or you're trying to get more prospects or customers or whatever, or whether you're an individual trying to grow an audience, be a human being. We don't connect with 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 people or screens who don't act like humans. We want to connect with other people. Um, an example of a way that this was done really well, I got this through. Uh, Harry's marketing examples he runs a really incredible uh, a really incredible blog and an email list that just I think once a week or so sends a marketing kind of a really great marketing example and this was one of them Uh, it's the insurance company Lemonade and Lemonade they're kind of a big startup now um they sent a personalized birthday email to one of their customers, Andrew, and Andrew was really touched and he took a screenshot of it and posted it on Twitter and thanked them on Twitter. What Lemonade did next was they sent Andrew a birthday cake um, that was personalized to him. And Andrew posted it again, said, oh my gosh, can't believe, you know, that <laughs> that this my insurance company did this. Um, and then a guy named Matthew Kovac tweeted it. He has 35,000 followers who are really loyal and Lemonade got hundreds of followers through this one cake. Uh, so, you know, even a, an insurance company can act like a human being. And when you act like a human being, people you know, people respond to that and they connect with that and they follow you even though you're an insurance company. Crazy.
0: I think that's a, 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 has been a theme as you share these points, like you need to have personality. You need to be comfortable being yourself a little bit more than you might think, you don't know, have to be stodgy and so forth. Cause you, you're vying for someone's attention and, and you need to, you know, have them, uh, feel like you're talking with them. So I think that was a really, really good point. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last question for you. Um, Are there one or two uh, accounts on any platform that you think everybody should be following?
1: Yes. Okay. So uh, a business account that I follow that has really good content is The Morning Brew. Uh, they are a daily morning email newsletter, kind of business focused, focused on young professional targeting young professionals. Um, I think that they do content really, really well from an organization perspective. Um, and, uh, there's definitely an individual, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but, um, he actually runs social for the morning brew, but I'll remember, and it'll be in the description below yes. and you should for sure follow him.
0: But it's the social manager for... For Morning Brew. Brew? Okay, I get the Morning Brew email. It's great.
1: Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. And just like we were saying, they have personality. You know, they don't just act like... You know, they have uh, the names of the writers in their newsletter at the bottom of every single newsletter. You know, people will introduce themselves in the middle of the newsletter and say, you know, and make fun of their colleagues. And you know that it's coming from people. And, you know, that's why they've been able to Grow the audience that they have been able to grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, terrific. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I've I've got notes and lists, so it, at the very <laughs> least, you you made one person very happy with all the things that I'm going to start doing now. But I, love uh, it. I know, yeah, I'm sure it was super helpful for others. So, all right. Well, thanks, thanks for, for doing. Yeah, this.
1: thanks for indulging my marketing nerdiness.
0: <laughs> I appreciate Always. it. All right, thanks, Caitlin. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. I didn't think people did that anymore. Well, since I still have you, I'd love for you to do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you'll be alerted as soon as I post my next one. And second, I'd love for you to subscribe to my email newsletter. I send out an email every week or two, and it's really where I share my more personal thoughts and ideas. Plus, I give stuff away sometimes. You can find the sign up at my blog, jeffhillemeyer.com. And I really do appreciate you listening.